Welcome to the Twice Over Movies Podcast. If you're new here, check out our website at thetwiceover.com to get a better understanding of how we do our movie reviews. Our goal is to provide insight on elements of a movie which you consider more or less important so that our scores are never misleading. Remember to follow us at the Twice Over on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and support us on Patreon. You weren't expecting me? I was expecting you sooner. Your message said afternoon. Well, it takes a bit for me to get around these days. He's taken everything from me. My wife, my career, now you. What do you mean? You sent me... I sent you to steal his secret, not to improve his act. That's my job. to fall in love with him. I did everything you asked. Yes? Yes? Then how does he do it? Cut was right. He uses a double. Of course Borden said that. Didn't say anything. I've seen things. Makeup, glasses, wigs. We don't use any of it the show but i've seen it hidden backstage it's misdirection he leaves those things lying around to make you think he's using a double all the time he doesn't know when i'm looking all the time olivia that's who he is that's what it takes he lives he's acts don't you see welcome everyone to the twice over movies podcast this is your host faraz and your co-host yusuf what are we what are we discussing faraz as if i don't you can, introdu- know. You, you can introduce it man because <laughs> this is like your movie uh this is yeah this was probably my my top pick of movies to talk about so we're talking about the prestige today and i'm very excited to talk about it this is a christopher nolan movie from 2006 uh sandwiched in between two Batman movies, and so he pretty much just, you know, I'm sure on the set of Batman was like, hey, Michael Caine, Christian Bale, you want to do another movie? Let's, let's go, we'll, we'll do we'll do a, a totally different movie in between our, <laughs> our Batman, uh, you know, mega movies, um, and they put this together, and it is a masterpiece in my opinion, so... Um, I mean, I'm I'm ready to dive in on this one. Yeah, I agree with you that it's like a masterpiece. And also something that kind of went under the radar because like you said, it was sandwiched in between like two mega blockbusters and Batman. And so like I think even when it initially came out, I don't think it got the reception it, it warranted because this movie on its own stands high and above many movies. And I think that'll be pretty apparent from our scores. So let's just get into it. What's the first thing you want to talk about? Um, let's just uh, let's start with the writing. I'm gonna ask. I'm actually gonna ask you to give your scores first because, uh, well, we'll see how this goes. But go ahead. What What did you have for writing? All right, for writing, this is a category you can only really truly appreciate after you watch this movie two or three times. Yes. Because then you see how deliberate every single thing that is said is there. Like why? How deliberate it really is, and um, it does its job at advancing a story, a pretty complex story. Well, I mean, I don't know how complex it is because we it. It's a story about two guys who who are obsessed with one another, outdoing one another, and at their profession of being magicians as well. But considering everything, and like I said, that you have to see this twice to truly appreciate the writing. And the writing gets an easy 90 for me. I could even go higher, but I kept it at 90 to be somewhat realistic for the average person out there. Yeah, I mean, I gave this 100, so... <laughs> um, I'm not going to say it's like, uh, you know, every line is perfect, but it's pretty damn close. Um, like you said, I think, especially on a rewatch, you start to notice that all the lines that seemed like they were just kind of a natural part of the, the dialogue, they have like a second or third meaning behind it. And I mean, like mm-hmm. almost every single line, like, I mean, it's almost, easy to say yeah. like, oh, it's all deliberate, but like really, I mean, there's just, it's hard to, you know, really put context to that without jumping into spoilers, but there's, there's so many second and third meetings hidden behind every single line that, you know, any of these characters utter. Um, and I, I think one other thing that I, I really enjoyed is just 
the, the dialogue does give you a really good sense of like how crazed each of them is and how obsessed they are. I mean, obsession is, mm -hmm. is a big thing in this movie. And I mean, it, it just shows you how far they're willing to go. Um, well, I guess one thing is it's kind of, I mean, not a knock, but it's kind of a shame that we don't get to see more face-to-face -face dialogue between um, Angiers and Borden, uh, Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale's respective characters. They actually don't have a lot of shared dialogue throughout the movie when you, when you think about it. So, um, you know, given that they're kind of the central focuses of this movie that's kind of a shame um it would have been nice to get more of that but i think what we get is a pretty powerful stuff so um yeah i went all the way with the hundred here so um what about uh let's move on to narrative i guess narrative is it's a hundred like hands down this is probably the what captures an audience to stay engaged throughout the whole movie the score reflects like how amazing christopher nolan's direction is in this movie again the story might not be that complicated but just how deliberate every single scene is. Like you talked about the writing, but we're talking about everything that goes into a movie, from the acting to the to the costumes to um, the, how the cuts are made, how it goes back and forth be between different timelines. It's just so seamless, so perfect. I, I can't really think of anything to critique when it comes to the narrative, to the direction, to the pace, to the story. I thought it was just perfect. So, I mean, I'll preface this by saying that I was trying to, like, lean a... Like, I was making it tough on myself to give these ratings because I would love just give it a 100 in every single category. So I ended up giving it a 95. Um, but, I mean... It, and I, it's only because I have, you know, one critique on, on the narrative. So I, I went with that score. But, I mean, yeah, like, to your point, I mean, he's just a master at, at, at the, you know just balancing different parts of the story, the way that he intertwines different timelines um, and uses that to kind of cleverly keep you in the dark yet keep your attention. Um, it's it's just really something awesome. I do think that with the the complexity of the story that he creates in that fashion by kind of just weaving these timelines in and out of each other, it does get a little bit hard to follow the story um, at certain points. Um, you know, I can just... I'm just thinking back to times that I've I've rewatched this movie with other people who hadn't seen it before. Um, and, and there's a couple of points where the person's like, hold on, wait, what's going on? Like, we need to pause it and just kind of like explain to me what just happened because they kind of go back and forth so quickly that it's easy to kind of lose sight of that. Um, I mean, I think that's probably that's something that you could critique about Christopher Nolan generally because he does mm -hmm. definitely tend to do this type of style of storytelling in his, in, you know, all of his movies. Um, so that's, that's the one thing that I would say about it. But yeah, like, I mean, I could have easily, I would have happily given it the hundred. Um, I was just trying to be slightly objective cause I knew I wasn't being entirely objective anyway. So, um, <laughs> that's kind of what I went with there. Let's move on to another category. Which one do you want to talk about next? Um, let's go right down. Let's go with acting. All right, acting. I, I have the same like uh, thought process as you as I'm trying to be as objective as I can. But I mean, the scores might seem a little inflated. So I, it got a 95 from me. I mean, Hugh Jackman, Scarlett Johansson, um, Christian Bale, Michael Caine. I mean, you have some heavy hitters here. And obviously these guys, I mean, anyone can say that all of these actors are really good at what they do. And the fact that they're all in this movie, it's like hard to give this score or this category a score less than what I gave it, which is 95 in my opinion. And what did you give it? I gave it 100. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, spoiler alert to the audience that you're just going to be listening to two guys just 
you know, effuse how much they love this movie for the next however long. Uh, sorry about that. But I mean, yeah, you're you're right on point there, right? You have Christian Bale and you have Hugh Jackman who both do uh, a great job and they both do very complex characters in the end. Um, and you, again, like that's something that you will notice even more having watched this movie a second time as to exactly how complex they're being and how they portray each of their characters. Um, and yeah, Michael Caine, um, Scarlett Johansson, um, and the actress who plays uh, Borden's wife, Sarah, I apologize, I don't know her name off the top of my head, but they all do really good supporting jobs as well. Um, there's there's not really, um, you know, a huge weak link in terms of those, you know, those main actors. Um, and then just for fun, David Bowie shows up as Nikola Tesla. So that was that was nice. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I think he does a good job also of he's he kind of echoes a lot of the things that the two main characters are going through. And it's like he's kind of the he's the one who's already been through a similar situation to them and has a lot of wisdom to kind of spew there. But I mean, I thought he did a pretty balanced job of portraying that character um, and, you know, I was trying to figure out how historically accurate um, their portrayals were. Um, so, I mean, I, I mean, I think he does a, a realistic job of, of who Nikola Tesla was, um, at least to, to the degree necessary to play this character out. Um, so, yeah, I gave it the 100. Um, you know, the more I went through these ratings, um, you know, as a, of you know, full disclosure, Christopher Nolan's my favorite director. Um, and I always say that Inception is one of my and probably my favorite movie of all time. Um, but as I'm like trying to rate this movie, I just kept thinking how like, you know, I'd probably give this movie even higher ratings than I would give Inception. And one of the areas mm-hmm. is acting, you know, like, I mean, Inception yeah. has a pretty good cast as well. But I mean, I don't know. I just Christian Bale and Hugh Jackman seem to do better jobs of acting than I mean, even Leonardo DiCaprio would do. So and, and, and particularly how he did in that movie. So, I mean, yeah, this movie just like it's through the roof for me. So, um, Louis should just move yeah. on to the next category. But through these uh, first three categories, yeah, man, we're pretty much calling this like a perfect movie. It's only going to be more right, of so, that. So, well, let's get into aesthetics. This is uh, the only category that I wasn't blown away by. For me, it serves its purpose of setting the narrative and helping tell the story. But there isn't anything particular that stood out to me. Again, there's a lot of stuff that is deliberate in how um, things are presented. In terms of, especially in terms of uh, presenting the themes of the movie, I thought the aesthetics are pretty important with that. And then as far as the sound goes, actually, for this, I did not like how loud and quiet this movie gets. It's one of those movies where you, if you turn it down on the loud scenes, especially like when you have like electricity crackling super loud, and then like the next scene, they're talking like at a normal dialogue, normal volume, and you're like, wait, what are they saying? You have to raise it up again. So for me, it was average, but because of the sound, I dropped it just below. I gave it a 65. Interesting. Okay. I gave it an 85. I hadn't really thought about the the particular thing that you just mentioned with the levels of the volume throughout the movie. Um, and I particularly when you're talking about the electricity crackling when they're you know near some of those Tesla machines and all of that, um, it's particularly noticeable now that you mention it. Um, so that's something I hadn't really thought about. But I did think that overall, the aesthetics definitely were kind of like a natural extension of the tone of the film they do a good job kind Mm -hmm. of portraying the setting that they're in i mean it's a it's kind of like a period piece in that in that sense right so um you know they do a good job of portraying you know late 1800s england and giving you that feel and also kind of just the poverty that these people are living in um and trying to escape uh you know eventually but 
they also did a really good job with a few shots that I thought like were that, that really stood out to me um, were that were really telling as to kind of what the characters were going through. I thought they were shot really well. One thing that I didn't notice also was that I mean I had to look this up actually. Um, most of this movie was shot handheld, and you can't mm-hmm. really tell that's the case. Um, you know, I think they do a really like clean job of shooting a movie handheld. So um, that's kind of particularly. I don't know. I guess it's cool to me. It sounds it's something Nolan would do, right? And he'd try to like mask it there. But um, that's kind of one thing that they get into this movie about just like, um, I don't know, getting your hands dirty. They talk about that a lot. Um, so he kind of shot a movie in poverty in kind of the the most simple fashion he could, right? He didn't use kind yeah, of the... Trying the, to get you to be more immersed. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I thought he did a good job of that. And, you know, frankly, I just, I didn't notice that until I went back and, and looked to find out. So that just shows how good of a job he did with that. All right, so last category, we got themes. Here, the themes are pretty strong as well in this movie. Um, we have, we talked about it just earlier, I think the obsession that the characters have. So obsession is a huge theme. Passion goes hand in hand with that. Um, sacrifice obviously all of this stuff is pretty apparent and it's obvious from early on that you're talking where we got a healthy competition going on well i don't know about healthy i should say unhealthy competition because <laughs> these guys are like legitimately obsessed quite and unhealthy yeah quite unhealthy it presents it pretty well i don't think it's uh too in your face um it is important to the film so i gave it an 80 what about you? I went all the way again with 100. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think you're hitting the themes really well. Um, so those are definitely kind of the main themes that you see in this movie. And to your point, they are pretty apparent. It's not like they're super subtle or anything. But I do think there's some other subtle elements going on here. Um, particularly, there's, um, you know, I wouldn't call them themes, I guess, probably motifs. But, um, you know, there's kind of this idea of uh, duality going on throughout this movie. Um, and I think that is kind of constantly thrown in your face in different contexts. But it's very much a recurrent idea um, just about the fact that there can be two sides to a a person or an idea or a thing, right? And they they there's you know countless examples of this throughout the movie, um, and obviously that plays into the themes you know entirely. So they're they're all blended together in the end. But I don't think I really was able to appreciate that until I kind of sat back and thought about it more. So it was a little bit more subtle in the in the presentation there. Um, and then also kind of just the the general idea. I don't know if I'd call this, I don't know what I would call this. I guess I'd call it a theme. But the idea that we all kind of want to believe in, in, in magic or we want to believe in something more. Um, and, you know, Nolan does a pretty interesting thing here. It's something that he does a lot where he kind of has the the viewer reflect back on kind of the the central point of the movie um it's like he's talking to you almost so i don't know if you you probably noticed the the opening shot of the movie where you kind of mm-hmm. get the look at you know all those top hats kind of strewn about uh, you know in in the field um and the first line of the movie is borden just kind of whispering uh over that over that shot he's like are you watching closely right and it's almost setting the audience up that you're about to see a magic trick, right? So, I mean, you're watching the movie and there's all the context there, but also he's telling you you're about to see something special. Um, I think that's something that Nolan does a lot where he's kind of, I mean, it's almost like he's the magician now, right? So he's telling the audience, like, you know, 
you're about to see something special in my filmmaking. Um, and I think he, he's done that in a couple of his movies in a similar way, but um, I, I really liked that, and I kind of liked the, the reflection back on the live audience uh, as to what's being presented in the movie. Yeah, and I mean, we can say this, like at the end, it's the same thing. Like It's almost like we're being talked to as in the audience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he, he starts and finishes with that. So I, I thought it was a nice job of kind of wrapping that in. I mean... We can talk about that more, I'm sure, but, you know, basically Christopher Nolan, he's kind of, he's a, he, he's not just like a, a filmmaker, I guess, he's like a film nerd, um, and so that's kind of his way of saying that, like, filmmaking is magic, you know what I mean? So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's... No, you, you definitely get that vibe from it. Right. I agree. Um, well, dude, Yusuf, you, you love this movie. Your score is like a 97. Overall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not surprised. For me, it's 87, which, I mean, I think it probably falls in line with how I truly feel. Like, I mean, that's obviously how you feel, too. You love the Nolan movies. But, yeah, it's uh, it's obviously a great movie. I don't think... Um, it's a movie that I would recommend to really anyone. Uh, it does take some concentration, though. Like, it's not a movie that you can have on in the background. Definitely not. But I don't believe that about any movie, really. Um, especially if you haven't seen it before. Thanks for listening to this production of The Twice Over. If you haven't already, subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcast. And remember to support us on Patreon or by sharing the podcast with a friend. Feel free to contact us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at The Twice Over or email us at comments at thetwiceover.com. All of the music you heard is from Amerigo Gasway. Check him out on Bandcamp and Spotify.